I wonder as you're listening today whether you are afraid to die. All of us are going to die someday. Some of you are a lot closer to it than others. Nobody knows when he's going to die. But the Bible makes it very clear that it is appointed unto man once to die. And after that, the Bible says, comes the judgment. You're going to be judged. You're going to stand before God. You're going to face him. You're going to have to account for what you did in this life. Are you afraid to do that? Are you afraid to stand before God? Are you afraid to have your whole past flash before you? Well, the Bible makes it very clear that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That there is none who does good. No, the Bible says, not one. That means that as we who are sinners stand before a perfect and holy God, as we stand before one who will not allow sin to go unpunished, we're in trouble. No wonder you're afraid of death. No wonder you can't stand before that God. No wonder you would say with the Bible, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And yet that's just where you're going to be. You're going to face God. You're going to have to stand before him. But the Bible says in the first Psalm, the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. The Bible makes it abundantly clear that all those who stand before God, who stand in their own sins and without forgiveness and without the righteousness which he alone can give to them, will perish. What does perishing mean? Well, it doesn't mean what we usually mean in this world by it. We speak of perishable goods, that is, the kind of goods which go bad very quickly and turn sour and are no, of no value. That's only a little part of it. But to perish eternally means to be in utter ruin forever, to be punished in hell under the wrath of God forever and ever and ever without any way of escape. That's what the Bible teaches is going to happen to men. It talks about the lake of fire using one of the symbols that is uh, employed by the scriptures to describe this terrible future. The lake of fire into which men will be thrown where the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever. The Bible says these shall go away into everlasting punishment. There isn't any question about it. After death comes the judgment, and you who have not obeyed the laws of God, you who have sinned against his name, you who have not cared for him day after day and week after week, are going to be judged a sinner. You're going to be judged worthy of that wrath of God. You're going to be judged condemned by that wrath and by that judge and sent into that everlasting punishment. No wonder you fear death. No wonder then you say, I don't want to die. I want to go on living. I don't want to face God. I don't want to have to leave this world. I don't want to have to go into that place where 
I will be held accountable. I don't want to take the final test, the final exam. I just want to float along during the school year. Well, there are a lot of students who think they can float along during the school year. But then the day of reckoning comes. Nobody may put any pressure on them during the year. Very little may get accomplished. But the day comes. And then they fail. And the day is going to come. And you will fail. Unless, unless somehow God has taken your sins and washed them away and forgiven them and says to you, instead of depart into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels, come, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the earth. What can make that difference? Listen to this passage in Hebrews 2, verses 14 and 15. Speaking of Jesus Christ, it says, Through death he came that he might render powerless him who had the power of death, that is, the devil, and that he might deliver those who through fear of death were subject to slavery all their lives. We meet people in our counseling center who are those slaves, slaves to the fear of death. There is no greater or more difficult slavery in all the world than that. That slavery is a slavery that says every morning as one awakens to the new day, well, I made it to another day, but who knows whether I'll make it tomorrow. That slavery is one that says as a person lays his head on the pillow at night, perhaps I'll never awaken in the morning. Maybe I'll have to stand before God. What will I do then? That is a terrible slavery. That's a slavery that when... The close shave comes in the automobile, makes a person tremble for the thought that he is not prepared to meet God. My friend, you don't have to do that today if you will come to Christ. You can put your faith and your trust in him and find that forgiveness of sins, which alone can take away the fear of death and take away the slavery of that fear. Every man who does not know Jesus Christ as his Savior day after day and week after week and year after year, inside goes about with a terrible anxiety. In his better moments, down deep underneath, he realizes that there is a tremendous uncertainty, that his whole life is based upon the uncertainty of day-by-day -day living alone. You can have all of that removed from you. You can have the fear of death taken away. And instead, you can have the joy of death in its place. You can say with the Apostle Paul, Oh, death, where is your sting? Where is your victory? Look death square in the eye as Paul did and say, You don't have any power over me anymore. An awful lot of people down underneath find that their basic problem is just here, that they have never trusted Jesus Christ as their Savior and the fear of death stares them starkly in the eye every day of their lives. It's a terrible task, Master. Why would you go on fearing death when God offers life? You know, that's why Jesus came, Hebrews 2 says, that he might render in the lives of his children death powerless, 
unable to yield its tremendous power to enslave us any longer to its fear. What makes the difference? Recognizing one's sin, confessing that sin to God, recognizing that God has already dealt with sin and sending his son Jesus Christ to die in the place of guilty sinners, believing that, depending upon what Jesus Christ did on that cross, trusting in him as the crucified and risen Savior who saves all who put their trust in him. Lord, we pray that some of those who are in the fear and bondage of fear of death this day, who need to come to Christ, may put their trust in him and find life. For we ask it in his name. Amen.